This is Macchiato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore. Season 2, Episode 1, Gopi King. Welcome to Season 2, I'm so excited. One of the things that's going to be different this season versus the first season is that we're going to have more two-way communication, including having guests interviewed on the show. So this is recorded separate from the interview track. Let's dive right into the first guest of this show. Hello again, and this is Macchiato Memory, and we are joined today with a very special guest. In fact, it's our first guest on the show, and his name is Daryl Chow, and he's the designer of an interesting local card game, Gopi King. Daryl, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hello, Eric. Nice to be here. And it's really good to have you here. I know that our listeners may not be familiar with your card game. So why don't you describe for us what is Gopi King all about? Okay, so Gopi King is basically a very fast-paced card game that is meant for families and friends. It's designed to be very easy to learn and easy to literally pick up and play. In this game, you are fulfilling all the different coffee shop orders. So like Gopi, Te, Milo, and more obscure ones like you know, Minor, Milo Dinosaur, Neslo. And you're doing this by kind of like speed flipping ingredient cards from, I guess, a, a messed up pool of ingredient cards. And you're trying to, to do it quickly and accurately. And the game is really trying to recreate Kopitiam experience where you have all of these orders that you need to rush through, but you still need to, to be accurate and fast. Yeah, so safe to say that for players, uh, many of the players, this will be the first time where they will be behind the counter lah, at the Kopitiam store instead of ordering the, the drinks, right? Yeah, so as much as possible, we try to recreate this kind of like Kopitiam um, experience. So, for example, we get players to shout out their orders when they are complete. So it really feels like the, the atmosphere, especially if you have a lot of people playing, <laughs> there are a lot of people shouting out. And then the first... Very chaotic. Uh. Yeah, first person to finish has to shout a uh, close shop so that everyone knows. Also. <laughs> yeah. I have a copy of the game and I just got it in because my wife ordered it. Um, she didn't know that I had seen this game before and that I was really attracted by the artwork. The artwork here is is just beautiful. It looks like, is this painted? Yeah, our artist is very talented. At Ori Game, I mean, we not just use local game design, but we try to source for illustrators that are Singaporean as well and let people experience artwork in a different way because we feel that there are a lot of talented illustrators in Singapore and this is one great way to get people to interact with artwork is to you know, see all of these really well-illustrated assets in a game and then interact with it. Like, you know, you're, you're touching it, you're looking at it all the time and then looking at the box. It's like a living artwork in a way. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I will definitely put a link to where you can buy the game in the episode description. I think uh, I like the artwork so much. I'm even going to link the artist. I hope I'm getting the name correct. It's a Yishian, yep, is correct. it? Uh, double Y in front. The artwork is so nice. I wish that I could frame it up and then hang it up at home. But for all the possible topics, all the subject matter that one could choose, why for a card game do you decide to choose Kopi? Okay, so kind of like our philosophy at Ori Game is to make games about culture, like basically make games that tell our stories. And it just so happens that a lot of our culture is really tied into our food and our drink. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. So we knew that this is a topic that like everyone kind of deals with it on a daily basis. You know, like everyone goes and buys drinks on a daily basis, but they may not 
have that full experience of knowing what goes into the drinks and have a keen appreciation of what goes behind the efforts to make these drinks. In terms of like from a game designer perspective, I don't know if, if you've seen like those coffee shop charts where like you have the drinks, then you have like you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah those ones. <laughs> so when when I saw those, I really inspired. Like I knew that this could become a game, wow. and that, that's why I I used drink making as the theme for the game because I I knew like inherently it would feel quite fun and like uh, there's all all of these like resource management, all these ingredients that you need to manage. That's that's truly thinking like a gamer. Yeah. I'm also a gamer, more of computer than for board games and card games. But I think I can appreciate where you're coming from. Mm. And I would say that the whole game seems very true to life, including all of the recipes, because you do have to know which resources to put together, combine together in the correct amounts, right? Did you play the um, advanced ver- variant or just the basic? No lah, I cannot lah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm noob eh. <laughs> you seem like a copy expert, so. No, 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 no. I'm just a copy enthusiast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you play it a lot, you can probably start to memorize what goes into what drink. And I, I mean, that's kind of like part of the game also. Yeah, yeah. The recipe cards have two sides, right? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. The one side, it has the drink name and the recipe on it. So you know how much of each ingredient to put in. Then there is another side where it's just the drink name well, and the price because you're trying to earn money. Lah. That's how we keep score in this game. Yeah. Uh, and that one doesn't have the recipe. So the flip side is the advanced version, right? Yeah. So if you want to play advanced, you need to know the ingredients beforehand. And it's part of learning about the culture. Yeah. So I mentioned this to you when I first reached out to you, right? That uh, there was one point of controversy when my friends played the game and that was that they didn't believe that Kopi Kosong even exists in real life and Te Kosong for that matter. Yep. So why don't I throw my friends under the bus and let's clarify it once and for all. What is Kopi Kosong? It's basically Kopi without sugar. Right. I mean, that's, that's how I understand it. I'm, I'm no super expert either. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a game designer. Um, but from, from my research and like just ordering stuff at coffee shop, Kopi O Kosong in a game is basically just one ingredient cup, which is just the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so by extension, kopi has both sugar and milk, correct? Yeah. And the milk would be condensed milk. La, so it's sweetened milk also. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of like the default. We'll always have the condensed milk and sugar. So that's the three ingredients. Yeah. Amen, man. That really puts the issue to rest. I can't wait to publish this episode and show my friends. You see, why y'all don't believe me? I told them the same <laughs> thing that you just said. Lord. It was like, no, there's sugar and there's the condensed milk by default. Then they were like, no, no, no. The coffee stall near my house doesn't normally put sugar for the regular kopi and the regular tea. But I think that's one of the cool things that kind of arose after making this game. I mean, we interact with the coffee shop so often that a lot of it seems like it's knowledge that everyone should know. But almost everyone that plays the game kind of said, oh, actually, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And I think that's one of the really cool things for me as a game designer to be able to bring all of these things to light. That's very cool. Uh, you said that what your company is trying to do is to bring those stories from culture into the game world. But I think that by doing that, you're also fueling and informing the culture. When I was looking through the instruction manual, I also didn't really realize that the Neslo would really count as the Singaporean version of Mocha. Because I always just thought that, oh, Milo is the version of Mocha that we have. Yeah, it's, it's the portmanteau of Nescafe and, and Milo, basically. Oh, yeah. So it's very specifically, it's Nescafe. It's not the Kopi. Yes, I mean, I've not actually ordered it myself, but this is what I, this is what I learned from my research. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll try to order Neslo the next time I go to the downstairs Kopi Tiam. And I'll just try and observe whether they throw in the Nescafe or whether they just use the regular Kopi. That, that would be good research. 
at the end of the day, when people do pick up this game, and I really hope that more people will, I think it's fun. I think it's it's educational. It's cultural, which, which is something that is important to me personally. And I hope that it will be important to a lot of other people as well. And like I said, the artwork is fantastic. But when they do play it, what do you hope for them to take away, to tap out from the experience of playing Kopi King? Okay, so I think that I mentioned before that it's something that we take for granted. Yeah. It's not something that we should always assume that will be there. Mm. One of the reasons why we create these is kind of like, you know, just like any artist, it's kind of like taking a snapshot of our culture at this time. Uh, we don't, we can't say for sure that like, say Starbucks takes over and then we, you know. Choy, choy, choy. Like, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, or our habits may change yeah. or like the people who do coffee, uh, we may not have a new generation that can replace them. Mm. Through the game, we're putting you in the shoes of the Kopitiam aunties and uncles. So you have a better appreciation of like how much knowledge you will need, even though it's just making drinks. Oh, yeah. I'm always impressed by the people who work in the hawker centers. They can memorize so many orders. When I help my friends order, I always take out my phone. I have to write it down. I don't know how the people who work in F&B business do it. It's genuinely impressive. Yeah. So in a game, you're only making five drinks. Hey, imagine like they're probably making like five drinks every yeah. every five minutes or something like that. Yeah, so. Well, I think that is a wonderful note for us to to end this interview on. Thanks again, Daryl, for your time. And everyone, please support this local project. As you've heard from Daryl himself, it's not just about a game. And it's not just about something that's fun to have. This is part of our culture. And this game is one wonderful attempt to help preserve that culture, to capture that snapshot in time. So I I hope that you'll go out there or, or you go online and you order this game so that you can experience it for yourself. And who knows, maybe you'll be able to share it with friends, with family who may be from Singapore, who may even not be from Singapore. And then we can do this together to have a better understanding of our own Singaporean culture. So that was the conversation that I had earlier today with Daryl, creator of local card game Kopi King. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed getting to talk to him and find out what goes on in the mind of somebody who is a game designer who's also trying to use his craft to add to the conversation about Singaporean culture. I think that what he's doing is very, very cool indeed, and I do hope that you will support him and his company. Now, at the start of this episode, I said that we want to have a little bit more two-way conversation, and that includes you, the listener. I'm happy to say that I have set up an email just for this podcast. It is none other than macchiatomemory at outlook.com. Please send me your comments, your questions, and even your suggestions. If there's something that you want me to look into on the show, I would be more than happy to do that, as long as I'm able to, obviously. But please, hit me up at macchiatomemory at outlook.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. As always, the show music has been provided by Lakey Inspired. I will link to the artist SoundCloud page in the episode and the show description. And I'm going to call it a wrap for now. Once again, this has been Marcato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore.